Talk number 161. It's Sunday, October 12, 2008. Just decided to post the second live audio stream that I recorded today during lunch. The schedule was pushed back a little bit, so uh, people had tried to listen. I'm sorry if you you may have uh, missed it or shown up at the wrong time, but here it is in its unedited glory. So this is lunchtime. It's actually about 12.50 on Sunday. Lunch was pushed back a little bit because of a delay in the schedule. But yeah, this is day two and a lot of very interesting lectures this morning. Once again, we have beautiful weather. It's sunny. Just as yesterday, most people are wandering around outside and enjoying the warm weather, having their sandwiches and soda. It seems uh, this Sunday is perhaps more, uh, I wouldn't say lightly attended, but you know, some people did, did show up late and Many of the presenters, or at least some of the presenters, are starting to leave in order to catch flights. So there's fewer people for me to meet with. Here's George. Hello, George. And he's wandering by. He looks a little busy. But uh, I think everything's going well. And we still have this, the same um, people here up in the hallway, although it looks like there's some people here from uh, DataPipe when I came by yesterday. Uh, they weren't here. I'm live streaming uh, out to the internet. I didn't know whether either of you, you of course, are in the middle of eating your lunch, but whether either of you would be interested in talking about what DataPipe does for those people who aren't here to read your wonderful display. Um, so my name is Mark Sutton. I work for DataPipe's uh, Unix department, and we are a managed hosting and co-location facility. And, uh, so you know, one of the obvious questions is, why support a BSD conference? Is it because you're using that internally? Yes, we use it internally and we use it for a lot of our clients as well. And we like to help out, so mm-hmm. do what we can. How long have you been a BSD company? Uh, from the inception. Were you around during the choice to use BSD? No. No. no I, I came on uh, a few years after they had started using it. And how many uh, conferences have you guys been um, attending or sponsoring? This is the first one we sponsored, mm-hmm. um, but we've all kind of attended them here and there. And, you know, so. I'm trying to, trying to look at uh, what we've got here. Uh, managed hosting, VPN, firewall, intrusion detection, application management, a whole bunch of stuff. And I see offices listed here. In These are your real physical offices. Yes, they are. Wow. Silicon Valley, New York, London, Hong Kong, and Shanghai. So that's, uh, that's a lot of offices. How big of a company is it? How many employees? Uh, I think we're about 300 employees. And when did you start up? Um, I believe it was 1998. 1998. Okay, so many years. That's great. You get some hats to give away. Yeah, feel free to take a hat. Well, I'm not uh, usually wear baseball hats, but uh, thank you for the offer. Um, I guess a list of a variety of um, customers or those subdivisions. These are some of our our clients in and around New York City. Uh, They're all BSD clients. Great, great. Well, thank you for sponsoring the show. It's been um, nice of everyone to make it possible. Keep thank up you. The good work. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> and what else we got around here? We still have our PC BSD folks. Um, there's a is it a birds of a feather session going on right now? Is it primarily among uh, developers, users, or just anybody who is interested? Anyone who's interested. Great. And we've got Ray. 
who is manning the uh, OpenBSD table. Looks like uh, you know, one thing of interest to some people is that uh, the OpenBSD 4.4 disks and shirts are here. Um, obviously, it's not released yet. It's on pre-order, right? But this sort of isn't a pre-order that you can get now. But what's the official release date? Is it November 1st? Yeah, so coming right up. I already, of course, had to pick up my copies. Uh, good artwork, lots of T-shirts, and there's some older T-shirts that are available at a discount. Only for you. How many uh, OpenBSD developers are here today? Well, like five or six, maybe more. Have you had much time to do anything but just hang out and socialize? Any development going on? Me personally, um, I haven't had time to do it, but um, I know I think uh, Ted. You and um, Jason, Jason Wright, have been doing some discussions about certain stuff. Um, we, oh, we got Joshua Stein here. We got David Lawler from Sun. <laughs> Variety of people. They've asked me to do some some live streaming during the lunch. See what's going on. It, it does seem that uh, people have thinned out uh, today on on a Sunday. I don't know whether it's because people are in the boff sessions or the testing. I guess a lot of people had to take flights home already. Just too bad. But and who else do we have here? I'm Austin. Austin Hook. Hi, Hope from OpenBSD. I'm I'm live streaming right now. Well, also, are you, you you are you a developer with OpenBSD? Uh, no, I kind of run the the sales side of the you know T-shirts and CDs. And oh, great! That kind of stuff. Wonderful. Yeah, I guess it's a a big part of the funding for OpenBSD is shirts and, and CDs. I have a bunch of older shirts here. We're selling for cheap today. Now, good. And then suitcase for ten dollars. A suitcase? <laughs> oh, down here. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Great. It's inspired. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Well, um, not as many people to talk to in the in the hallway here uh, today as there were yesterday. So I'll wander around and mumble a little more. I wish there was a little more uh, live content. Uh, <laughs> uh, good story. Oh, funny story. Or, or now. So okay. this well, is Mark again uh, at the data or data. I guess data that's pipe. another. Yep. Everyone has to ask, right? Is it data or data pipe? I think we all say data pipe. We all say data pipe. All right. So here's a funny story you've got for me. So uh, Lou and I were uh, working out in the gym one day, and we decided we wanted some new tunes to listen to on our CD player that we had in there. And I went on my Mac and uh, accidentally burned one of the BSD Talk uh, podcasts <laughs> in the middle of a uh, – <laughs> The death metal mix that we made. Excellent. And we were uh, all shocked that all of a sudden song ends and here's Will Backman talking. <laughs> and I believe you were talking to somebody from the Ukraine about the uh, point-to-point protocol mm-hmm, implementation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we all got a kick out of that and all the Windows admins were in there with us. We're all scratching their heads trying to figure out what's going on. And yeah. Sort of mixed in there. Yeah. It's, yep. it, is, it is kind of unusual um, that there's, I guess, a BSD podcast at all. I, w- I was really surprised when I started out that there weren't any, given how long it's been around. Yeah, I, re- I really like your, your format and the way you, uh, you do things, because some of the other ones that are out there are just, they're, they're not as good. No, well, thank you. Okay, it's, it's you know, fairly informal on my part, and I, but I do try and sort of keep it level-headed and not, you know, picking on anyone in, in particular, uh, just seeing what's out there, so. It's good. Keep yeah. up the work. Well, thank you. Thank you. So I wonder how many listeners, if we have it all, because of the delayed schedule, some people may have, um, oh, look at that, two of them, that's great. Um, so I'm going to wander around here and look at what's going on in the lunchroom uh, and see what we have. 
Well, there's a few people, um, but mostly it looks pretty empty. One of these points I'll, I'll have to eat. So I think what I'm going to do is wander into the PCBSD BOF session, just see how that's going, um, see if I can get a sense of, of what's going on. Unfortunately, I may not be able to do too much talking. Oh, someone's calling me over. Yes? I'm being recorded. Yes, you are being recorded. <laughs> Yes, well, maybe. We'll have to find out here. Actually, um, all right, we're going to see what's going on. I'm, I'm here at a table. Got to buy some goods uh, before anything goes on. Uh, the older brother is trying to squeeze money out of you. That's right. Got to cash only transactions. All right, that's, that's one thing, you know, for those of you who are listening and unable to attend, you definitely do miss the opportunities not only to get free stuff, but also uh, pick up some neat stuff that's here. All and right. enjoy the company of that's right. interesting people. So I'm going to peek in here to the birds of a feather session and see what we got, see if we can pick up any audio. All right, so it looks like just a few people. Uh, Chris Moore is here leading the birds of a feather session. Sounds like they're talking about, at this point, running it in virtual machines. But it uh, looks pretty quiet. I think if I stand here too long, it will just uh, interrupt their birds of a feather session. So what I may do right now um, is just sort of sit down and talk a little bit about the presentations that I saw today and give a little uh, summary of them. Um, this morning, um, there was... Theo, and I'm not going to try and pronounce his name, um, looks like Schlossnagel. <laughs> Forgive me for getting that wrong. And he talked about the Reconnoiter, or Reconnoiter, um, network monitoring system. Um, you know, in a certain sense, uh, you might think it's similar at this point to something like Xenos or uh, Nagios, it's, but it's designed much differently. Now, the thing that struck me the most about it was the, the problem set that it was trying to solve. Uh, it was a, a problem I wish I had which is having thousands and thousands of machines to monitor. But what was really most striking about that presentation to me was just how slick it was. Like it's still an alpha, and there's a lot of features they're trying to complete. Um, but the web interface is just fantastic in the way that it, it draws some really nice graphs. And the other one was that it provides a nice interface that's similar to a Cisco command line interface. So it, it seems like it's definitely designed to be it's accessible to system administrators, and, and it, it looks like it's achieving that goal. So it, it's something I, I definitely want to look at. Unfortunately, you know, still being in, in alpha, it's not something maybe that one would put in production quite yet, uh, but it's definitely a project to watch. Um, there's also the presentation from Pavel about ZFS or ZFS. Um, it was actually kind of fun. He, he had two presentations, you could say. Uh, the first one was a little more lighthearted with a lot of animation, and come to find out, he's quite an artist, and he drew a lot of the cartoons for it for those animations. Uh, but it was a you know a general discussion of what ZFS has to offer, uh, you know, from a file system feature standpoint, and some of the uh, limitations of, of earlier file systems like UFS. Uh, then he moved into a more technical discussion about how it actually works and the different components from from the programming side of it. Uh, there weren't any. Uh, you know, actual running examples of creating and destroying pools, but uh, it was definitely a nice overview, especially for a lot of the developers in the room. You know, he did mention that he's really one of the few developers who's working on it for FreeBSD, 
and that is a, is a barrier to it, at least for him, wanting to advertise it as production ready, because once enough people started using it, uh, just himself wouldn't be enough people to handle any problem reports that come in. So hopefully there'll be some more interest from some of the developers to help him out and spread the load so that they're, they're more willing to consider this production ready. Uh, I think it was also nice because Matthew Dillon was in the room, and he's from Dragonfly, working on um, Dragonfly's hammer file system. And so it was an opportunity, I think, for the two of them to meet and talk a little bit about their different, well, the different designs uh, of these two file systems for, for the BSD. So it was nice to see them after that talk, spending, spending a little time chatting together. I think that's one of the, the most important parts of these kinds of conferences. It's an opportunity for people who don't normally get together or, or maybe only talk over a mailing list to actually meet face-to-face and, 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 you know, even, even if there's not a lot of development that goes on, it's an opportunity for them to get to know each other. And I think that it makes it a lot easier to approach each other when you've actually met face-to-face. Uh, that was then followed by Kurt Miller talking about OpenBSD's uh, PIE, or PI, or Position Independent Executables, in, in OpenBSD, and this is just an attempt to make applications more resistant to particular kinds of, I guess, buffer overflows. I, I'm not really one of those kinds of programmers that was able to understand a lot of what he was talking about. But in general, it seems to be a, a technology that helps prevent certain kinds of attacks, and it's something that they would like to add to their default builds just as yet another layer of defense, assuming it doesn't have too many performance or other problems, but uh, it seems like they're they're moving in that direction. Um, but that was about uh, that. That was about it from from this morning. If I look through the schedule from yesterday, I mean, just what's nice is these conference badges actually have the schedules included on them. Um, Saturday was it was a full day. This was yesterday. Uh, the first one from Adrian Chad was high throughput concurrent disk I/O in FreeBSD. And this was really, I think, a discussion that was um, born from lessons learned with the Squid system. There was some comparison of of Squid and and Varnish. I think it was pretty neat from an introductory programmer standpoint because there were some nice summaries of general disk I.O., the different kinds you can have, POSIX, uh, async or sync I.O., and then and moving up to more scalable stuff and, and, you know, where certain kinds of programming work well, you know, in small systems and where they start to fall apart in larger systems. But, but quickly it moved beyond my, my level of knowledge. And there was Jason Wright's When Hardware is Wrong. And this was actually a, a very, you know, both sobering and funny presentation. Sobering because it, it was amazing to hear how much or how many mistakes there are in hardware. And obviously, there's a variety of reasons for that. You know, things just get rushed to market, and everybody makes mistakes. Um, but Jason Wright's slides were also quite funny. He, he did a great job of of hunting down some funny pictures to go along with the different topics. So it was it was fun to watch. Uh, that was followed by Matthew Dillon's Hammer File System. This was a very technical uh, Hammer File System overview. Uh, you know, so unless you um, were a programmer, it might have been. Uh, a little daunting. I know for me, um, I didn't understand a lot of it. And, you know, I, I approach things more from a systems administrator standpoint. But this conference here seems to be geared a lot towards developers. Uh, the lunch, of course, was good. Um, then Anders talked about the PCC, Portable C compiler. Uh, looks like, yeah, I actually uh, interviewed him uh, a while ago when that was starting to be revived. It looks like you know, work is continuing, which is nice, although it looks like he would like to devote some more time to that. And he actually 
made some calls or some requests that if anyone wanted to fund him so he could work or spend more time on it, that would be great. So if there's anyone looking to use PCC uh, in, in their business or whatever, it would be nice if some funding could go that way. Of course, PCC will have to uh, prove itself, both from a um, just th that it works in general and that it uh, has the speed improvements that a lot of people are looking for. And then uh, the talk after that was Michael doing porting PCC. Uh, once again, I'm not a developer, uh, so it was a little difficult for me to understand. But uh, what I took away from that was that it's not significantly complicated to port it to a new architecture, as long as that CPU is, is documented. So that was nice to hear. And you know, they were talking about moving it to a or porting it to a newer architecture in a week or something like that. So. Uh, if it really is that accessible and that easy to port, then hopefully PCC will, will see some use across more architectures. Then there was Julio talking about ATF, and that was for, it, it was listed on the program as being ATF for NetBSD, but he really made the point during that, that presentation that ATF is really designed to be a general testing framework that should be available to just about any operating system no real dependencies on developer tools and uh, you know went through what it's what it's capable of doing at this point um, you know it, I think it was a summer of code project and, it, and there's you know still a lot of work to be done on it but it, it's looking to be something that NetBSD at least wants to use to unify a lot of their automated tests or non-automated tests I should say that they have in the base system now and this you know if it becomes a, a testing framework that's easy to use and automated uh, then it will really have a lot more benefit than you know perhaps a perfect testing framework that someone has to manually use. And the fact that this testing uh, should be portable across a variety of platforms will hopefully mean that there'll be you know more developers looking at it. Following that was uh, Jeremy Reed's introduction to DNSSEC. This is obviously a hot topic today with a lot of the the different events that we've had around the internet in recent months regarding DNS spoofing and, and the basic weakness of the DNS protocol when it comes to, um, you know, just the transaction ID and, and randomized source ports and stuff like that. So it looks like a lot of people are really trying to move forward with DNSSEC, basically signing cryptographically uh, DNS records, well, at least conversations. Um, I'm not a DNS sec expert at all but Jeremy's presentation was a nice way if you already had some familiarity with DNS to come up to speed uh, with the basic uh, steps to implement DNS sec at least with ISC bind uh, DNS sec you know for me uh, where I work isn't something we're looking at doing yet but I do hope that our upst upstream providers are doing that and different providers you know, like large ISPs will start doing that just so that their cash won't get poisoned and people will know that they're going to the website that they think they're going to. Following Jeremy's DNSSEC presentation was Jason Dixon's uh, BSD versus GPL presentation. And this was, a, you know, in one sense, a, a lighthearted, uh, very funny presentation. Uh, it's in a similar style to his older uh, presentation that he gave in previous years, The BSD is Dying, although this isn't considered a sequel, but at least uh, another presentation in a similar style. So it was nice because it helped cap off the day uh, with something uh, a little more lighthearted. But at the same time, I think that it presented some nice uh, 
issues, you know, regarding people's assumption about the different licenses and which one's free and not free. You know, of course, there's always going to be this, you know, which one is more free argument. But I just think it's nice to have the information out there, especially as a lot of companies are starting to, starting to look into dipping their toes into the open source waters, that there are a variety of licensing options out there, and they each have their own implications when it comes to what they say you can do or can't do or what they guarantee or what they provide for different freedoms. So it's good to have that, that information out there. Following that, actually, uh, was the, the social at the Havana Central. And that was a, a, a very nice uh, social event, and I want to give a thank you to Sun Microsystems for sponsoring the first two hours of that cocktail party. Uh, there was also good food, and everyone was able just to sit down and talk. There was, a, I guess, a private room in the back where we were all able to gather together. Uh, I don't think a lot of people stayed too late. It's uh, an early morning. You know, the, 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 Everything starts at 8, and um, well, I should say at least the, the breakfast starts at 8 at this place. So it looks like not a lot of people stayed too late. But it was a good, good chance to sit down and, and, and catch up or ask further questions with, with different presenters. I don't know whether too many people were talking shop. I think a certain number of people were just sitting around and and just enjoying each other's company, just getting to say hello. So I'm trying to see. I think I heard some five-minute warning from Ike. So I'm going to have to do some research and see whether they're looking at um, shortening the lunch in order to have the schedule catch up. So I'm going to wander over and see what that five-minute warning was. So, coming back down the hall. Let's see, there's a five-minute warning. Looks like Ike is back on stage. Did someone come out here and call a five-minute warning? Yes. Yeah, for the, they're going to be making the schedule uh, catch up, I guess. So I'm going to wander in here. Looks like the PCBSD Birds of a Feather session is still running. Not, not too many people. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Eight people in here. Looks uh, like most people have decided that uh, they want to go outside and enjoy the sunlight. Two years ago, boy, it was raining really, really, really hard. Sir, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> good. I'm finishing up my live streaming here. So I'm out, out to the world. So you're, you're going to be our, uh, our final presentation today. Yes. And then you're going to hurry quickly to get out of here, right? To run away. To yes. fly back. So ho hopefully uh, we can catch up. I think they said five minutes, so I guess they're shrinking uh, lunch. Yeah, they're trying to. Hour and a half down to an hour. Which I appreciate more than words can say. Yeah, well, great. Well, it would be a shame to have to have, to have you rush or cut off your presentation. Well, you know, uh, yes, it would. They were kind enough to put me up. The flight I could get out of here was at 6 o'clock. Mm -hmm. Ah, yeah, that's you know cutting it close, but yeah. Well, at least you're because it's a holiday weekend. A lot of the weekend travel will be tomorrow, not today. So that might lighten oh, it up a little bit. That would be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> All right, thank you. Well, uh, I think you know it's only been about 23 minutes of, of live broadcast here, but because they're trying to shorten up the the lunch schedule in order to catch up the uh, the schedule, I think I'll probably end this a little shorter than I did yesterday, but I want to thank everyone for listening again, and, you know, this has been a, a fun experiment with this live streaming. We'll yeah. see, you know, now at least that I have the some of the technology worked out, uh, whether I can 
organize this in a better way uh, at the next conference. Um, hopefully I can make it out to meet BSD in California next month and do some more streaming from there and, and also some, some live interviews. And this today's uh, audio, just like yesterday's, will be posted uh, to the BSD Talk podcast website. So if you came in midway through and you're wondering what you missed, you can always get it there. I'm going to try and have this audio posted online by this evening so you can hear what went on. I'm also recording the individual talks. I, I still haven't um, worked out the details with the conference organizers about what they want to do with that audio and whether that's something that I should just post as a, as a series of podcasts uh, on BSD Talk. But uh, I guess this is it. I'm going to wrap it up. And I haven't had any lunch yet, so I might want to uh, have a little bit of food before everything starts back up again. So... Once again, thank you all for listening, and I'm going to stop the broadcast. If you'd like to leave comments on the website or reach the show archives, you can find them at bsdtalk.blogspot.com. And if you'd like to send me an email, you can reach me at bitgeist at yahoo.com. It's B-I-T-G-E-I-S-T at yahoo.com. Thank you for listening. This has been BSD Talk number 161.